Welcome to the Cinema Draft Podcast, presented by DraftStream, a discussion show about movies, gaming, and the unexpected cultural detours that color our life. Please enjoy your stay and enjoy the show. It's your boy, Wardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the great Cinema Draft game and DraftStream Alpha Test game also. And once again, it's that time. You love them. It's time for the tripod, first of all. And we, I wish we had a catch. order of attendance who <laughs> got here first. Welcome back to our writer, producer extraordinaire, formerly of Dynasty. Does he have some news to break for us today? I don't know. But the WBW is Kevin A. Garnett. Hello. Greetings. <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> there you go. My neon sign. Anything is possible. All right. And also, Education Sensation, The Faceless Wonder. It's your boy, G. Nice. What up, nice, nice. What up, nice, nice. That's right. And our Andy Cohen-inspired Watch What Happens Live style drinking game tonight shall be the word again. Every time you hear one of us say this word, take a sip of what you're sipping. This night's pod will once again end up covering our favorite movies we're seeing. Well, actually, we're seeing as movies that are being made about movie making. There we go. Sorry, messing my own script. All right. Anyway, so our, actually our, our Watch What Happens Live word tonight shall be the word cinema. There we go. That'll be our word tonight. Sorry, missed up my own script. We're doing this live, damn it. Live in the cut. There you go. I love it. I love it. Wait, so what, what is in that cup you just drank? We'll do it live. Um, <laughs> do it live, damn it. Uh, my, my cup, my jug, pure water. I'm on this weird Abascal diet thing, whatever. Your boy's too fat. what? What was that? It's, it's, it's called Abascal diet. Basically, I'm 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 pseudo vegan for the next three months. It's gonna Eduardo Hart's Abascal. How does it How does it go? What's the word? <laughs> Abascal. 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 No. It actually is called the Abascal. It's actually made by this woman out out in uh in Washington State, uh, Vashon Island. It's super popular out there. People drop like 40, 50 pounds in like four or five months. They lower their blood pressure. Some people even lose diabetes. It's crazy. And it's basically, you can't eat. I, 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 don't, I don't know that it's medically possible to lose diabetes. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. That, I'm, that's, I'm telling you. Like, that's like not the terminology, but it is possible. It is. It is anything possible is possible. No, it, it's an anti-inflammatory diet. I can't eat any dairy, sugars, wheat, red meat, pork, alcohol, or peanuts. Pretty much everything I love, uh, but uh, I can do. But I'm supposed to eat a lot of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, proteins from beans and soy, seafood, no way, uh, chicken, eggs, seeds, and nuts. And so basically, I'm eating a lot of plant-based stuff. And I lost five pounds the first week, so we are on our way. You know what? Mm. Air horn for myself, damn it! <laughs> All right, and y'all, and that was my something good, damn it! Y'all tell me something good. We are in, we're in the midst of a global pandemic. AKA Dat Rona, it's forcing us to stay home, the social contracts on fire, 
I'm so desperate for good news. <laughs> Kevin, tell me something good. Uh, I got a new job. I was going to stop to the end, but yes. I got a new job. That's a good thing. All right. Nothing you can announce on this podcast, though. Uh, it's a show called uh, Republic of Sarah, uh, show run by Jeffrey Paul King of elementary fame or whatever. And, uh, you know, story about a young woman and her friends taking their small town in uh, rural New Hampshire and making it its own country. What? Beyond the CW whenever we can shoot stuff again. That sounds awesome. First of all, that sounds like a Netflix show, but awesome. Congratulations. Wait, is that a comedy or is it a drama? It's a drama. It's a, you know, drama. There's some humor. Is it set in modern times or? Modern times, yep. Interesting. So she secedes from the United States. She has her own little country. A big company tries to come over and take over the town and their solve to keep them out is through grounded and legal loopholes. There's a way that they do it, so. Well done. You know what? Is that reason? The job. The job. What? Was was the job recent? Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, popped up in June. Oh, congratulations. Did you get the job recently? Yeah, I got it in June. Oh. It's just July, June. Nice. Stay up. Stay with us. (laughs) (laughs) I know we've all been our doom rooms. I like filled up the tub for my kids. (laughs) <laughs> hey, hey, father you're, you're three, father three. That that's something good. That's that's an accomplishment. <laughs> I I filled up the pool in the backyard, and they spent four hours. In it. it was a great use of time. <laughs> Listen, well, the well, well, the congratulations to both of you, especially you, WBW. Keep getting them checks. Working black writer, especially with all the tension in Hollywood. Not only you know when production's going to start, but also nailing down you guys' writers' contract. WGA, real quick update. We good? Mm-hmm. We're good. They're, they're sending it to the uh, membership to vote. I'm sure it will be ratified <laughs> quite strongly, like 99%. Nice. We finally going to get a peek under the Netflix hood? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but the fact that we're all also healthy during this time of Corona mm-hmm. is also something to, to celebrate. Amen. Bruh. All right. Well, true. Let's go to my seg- my favorite segment, what, where, watching. And I am going to share my screen as we go down. The first thing I'm watching, there's actually, it was actually a really good weekend to watch new things. I spent it with our girl Charlize. Charlize Theron in The Old Guard. Either you all see The Old Guard this weekend. I did see the old guard this weekend. Oh well, do tell. What do you did think? You, of it? Did you though? I did. I did. We <laughs> we watched. Yeah, we watched it. Did you see it and not enjoy it? G nice. I, I have not seen it, but I've read the book, so I'm better than both of you. Okay, fine. I I was I was impressed. Um, she's turning herself into quite the action star here. Yeah, man, um, she's with it with uh, the Mad Max joint and then this. And, you know, great ensemble. I'll let you talk about it as well, but Gina Prince-Bythewood, I don't know if you saw, but she just signed on. It was just announced today that she's going to be directing Viola Davis in a movie about um, a female general, African female general in the 18th and 19th century. I forget what it's called, but it's like a new thing. But Gina Prince is like, stock is rising like crazy, as if she wasn't already high. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, black filmmakers, I mean, you know, we have like they have life cycles. So I'm I am actually glad to see her on the rise again. And it is a far cry from Love and Basketball. The action in this was was legit. The choreography of it was was great. Uh, you know, our girl Charlize, I mean, she's she's getting like the props that you would give like an, an aging male, you know, action star. You know, like she like the, what they call the Denzel's old man action phase, now like her middle age action phase. And and I love to see it. She, she's legit. I actually like the haircut of her too. This is, you know, mm-hmm. not a lot of women can pull off short hair. She can. Keaton Lane does her thing. Always good to see Chiwetel. It was smart. It was very smart. Very good. I was impressed. Yeah, it's 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 good stuff. Very very good stuff. And I like the premise. Basically, the premise is, uh, you know, Charlize Theron leads a squad of shadowy, fairly immortal assassins who globe trot to take out threats to humanity until she would tell Gia 4 this narc, former CIA guy, uh, CIA alumni character tracks him down and puts him on blast. And, you know, they're always trying to stay out of, out of you know, the limelight because they're thousands of years old, you know? So, so I thought that was really cool. Uh, I like the way it came together and a very good Netflix watch. That, that's one thing I'm watching. And the other thing I'm watching, you know, actually sorry. Did he write it? Who's that? Who wrote it? Oh, uh, the, old, the old guard? Uh, good question. Who did write this? Uh, how do I get out of the screen? I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, the old guard. Um, I don't know. Actually, I I know all about the director. Charlie's produced it, and she always has excellent taste. Greg Rucka. He did write it. Good for him. Oh, based on his graphic novel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, wrote, he nice. has a bunch of really really good comics, and they've turned them into movies. But the last one wasn't strong. You guys remember? Um, it was with the chick who was in. Oh God, now I'm the old man. Um, <laughs> the Lichens, the vampire movie, the Lichens. What's her name? She's oh oh uh, yeah, under under oh. not Underworld, Underworld. Yeah, uh, Kate Beckinsale. No, it's not Underworld. Kate Beckinsale, and she it takes place in Antarctica. It's called Whiteout. And oh. an okay movie, but it's a really, really good book. And he's, he does really, he does very good work. That show, um, the show on ABC right now, Stumptown, that's him too. That's his. Oh that's yeah, his. I enjoy Stumptown. I like Stumptown. Greg Rucka is legit. He's legit. Okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah keep getting the checks, Greg Rucka. All right. And the other show I'm watching, <laughs> and we talked about this extensively throughout the week on the pods, on the strategy pods. It's P Valley. How is it? <laughs> yes, and and I, I think I tagged you in a tweet. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of your former co-stars, uh, Shannon Thornton. Yo, mm-hmm. she gets busy in this one. Uh, basically, P Valley. Uh, it is. It's about a dirty South strip club run by a fierce cross-dressing uh, proprietor named Uncle Clifford, and seen through the eyes of its newest member, a uh, high yellow woman running from an abusive past with a talent for exotic dancing. The reason why I even say high yellow is that colorism is a huge theme in this, as is the the the, the strains of the church versus the club, and has a really hot soundtrack, sport pro sports worthy cinematography. I mean it. I mean you know like hustle like how hustlers made uh, J Lo look. It's similar to how they make these dancers look. I mean this. I mean, the lighting's great, the, the, the set design, it's, it's, it's really good. I enjoy it. And I mean, not that it would take much for a strip club based you know, <laughs> show, but there's actually a real story here and, the, and, the, and the, the script is really slick. You'd enjoy it, Kevin. 
I will check it out at some point. We we got it on the uh, DVR, so. No, it's good. It, it even trended briefly on Sunday night. Um, and, and one of my tweets, just caught a little bit, uh, was I, I think retweeted and liked by by Katori Hall, the creator. So, but I was on this early. I watched this at like midnight on on a Saturday night because I, I was excited for this one. And also, it was a very big part of my call sheet too. And and I did win again this week. I swept both first, second, and the low ball. But uh, I was very excited about this because I just thought that there when anytime they bring you into a new world uh, 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 or a little often covered world like you know uh, like a, a down south strip club and like the trailers promised it would be, I thought it had potential and you know it really did deliver. Excellent script, excellent soundtrack. I had nothing but love for it. All right, what y'all watching? G nice, what do you got? Um, I'm watching. What am I watching? I've watched. <laughs> we, uh, I can't concentrate to watch anything, so that's been hard. But um, I tell you what, I have been watching. So I don't know if you guys do this. Sometimes I'll pick up a show that I'm watching that I know I don't have to pay attention to, so I can like do dishes. All the right. Time. So like, I started. I started watching this show called. What's it called? Burden of Burden of proof. Burden of proof. It's sounds familiar. Listen, listen. It is. I think it's called burden of proof. Feels like burden TNT. of truth. Burden of truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burden of truth. Yeah, it's with Lana Lang from Smallville, and it is so not very good. But I can't stop watching it. And the truth of the matter, the plot is whatever. The plot's kind of silly. But if I know she's the producer on this, and if I was her, I'd be so proud of this because it's really <laughs> because it's really interesting. Like, good job, she, good job. <laughs> she's the main character. She has like she's got the story where she's got the the the, the she's got a, like a, a sketchy father who's white, but she has a Chinese mom. She brought that in, and then she's got like all these subplots about race in Canada. So it's like small Canadian town. It talks about like there's this whole storyline and like indigenous culture in Canada. And I don't know that much about it, but it's like super thoughtful. And it's like, it shouldn't be that interesting, but it is like, it's super, it's still super like, and it's like small and Canadian. And it's like, it's, it's not like, I'm, I'm making it sound better. It's not good, but it's, it's like, if I was, if she was working on a show, I could totally feel like I do real, I'm proud of my work because it's like thoughtful. <laughs> I'm making some like you guys are gonna actually check it out, but it's no, not really. No, I am not. I don't, know if, I don't know if it's good, but it's it's like really fast. It's almost if you watch it with the vein of like she's making these calls, it's kind of kind of interesting. Like tons of people of color work on this show. It's just it's kind of fascinating. Well, we support. That's why I watch Lady Dishes, and I've watched all the way to the second second season. Strangely, because the plot's pretty light. A lot of right. dishes. What, what about what about you, Kevin? Uh, I'm watching. I may destroy you. First of all, yes. What do you think about that? We talked about HBO that on, on uh, It's great. I'm a couple episodes behind, but like, love chewing gum. Love uh, Homegirl, Michaela Cole. Um, been doing a deep it's dive good. into her. It's it's good. It is. It's disturbing. <laughs> yeah, it's disturbing. It's it's not exactly a comedy, but there are dark, funny moments, and it's all about 
uh, consent, if you will, a lot of it. And um, she's great in it. She wrote all the episodes, I think. She may and directed. Have directed. A few yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's not chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. But, but, but in all the, in all the best ways, it's sort of something that, you know, for a lot of people will be necessary viewing. I think it will actually help a lot of people sort of deal with trauma. And I guess she was assaulted by two guys in between this and chewing gum, which sort of inspired a lot of the plot lines on this, but I would, I would definitely recommend it, but you know, it's not a do dishes sort of show. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> Going out shows like it's good, sort of, but no, no, it's actually, it's actually, you know, uh, it's good. It's, it's just, just hard it's, to watch. It's a tough hang, yeah. It's it's a tough hang. Yeah. Uh, and then, no, go ahead. No, I was going to move on to something else. If you, if you no, go for it, go for it. Now we're also starting to watch the the Perry Mason on HBO. How far are you on Perry Mason? I'm only two in. Uh, <laughs> you like that it got fucked into the wall? <laughs> seems to have nothing to do with the original Perry Mason, from what I can tell. I don't think I saw the original Perry Mason, but I thought it was a courtroom thing. Um, it was, but apparently it's off of a series of books, and I guess in the first few books, Perry Mason actually is a detective, and then he uh, okay. transitions into becoming a lawyer, which is why we saw that, that snippet of him on the stand actually being a better lawyer than his lawyer. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, you know, it's HBO. It's, this, guy's a, this guy's a great actor from the Americans and yeah, he does a good job. Uh, you know, it's HBO. They're spending money. They're giving you the whole vibe. You know, not a lot of they they do squeeze in a few people of color, I was gonna say. Oh, I uh, love her Veronica Falcone from uh, Queen of the South. I was very happy to see her in all her glory. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but uh that's that's I'm into it. Are you are you caught up on it or where are you? I, I'm one, I'm one behind. I've I'm on. I've gone through. I guess the first three or four. I, I haven't seen Sundays. Are you watching this, Greg? G? No, I haven't started. No. I haven't started, but I want to. Um, but I was just. Did you guys see? He had the Mister Rogers Neighborhood. He was in the Mister Rogers Neighborhood. Movie. I saw that. I, I, didn't, I didn't like it. I heard not. I heard it was just fine. I it was, it, exactly. It was just fine. Like I wanted more, honestly, on Mr. Rogers. They made it all about him and everyone's here to see Tom Hanks do Mr. Rogers. And his Mr. Rogers was excellent. I wanted more of that, less of him. Yeah, but Mr. Rogers apparently was not, didn't have a ton of scandal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were like, uh, okay, let's find somebody else with scandal. Anyway, I think he's a really gifted actor. Um, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen this, but I, I want to see it. Have you guys, I started watching, do you guys watch Hannah? Oh, I love no. Hannah. I'm, I'm done through season two. What, what do you think so far? We can't stay awake, but we, <laughs> we've, seen, we've seen two into season two now. Okay. Um, I like it. I mean, it's like, I like it. I like the, I always like that premise. Um, and then the other thing I was watching, have you guys seen this? Is I've watched, again, this is one of those ones where I'm sort of watching, uh, Dead to Me? Oh, I love Dead to Me. Yeah, I'm, I saw I'm, the first few. Yeah, I'm I'm through both seasons, uh, and I guess we're gonna wrap it up with a third and final. What do you? Well, how far are you, G Nice? Uh, like six into like halfway through the second season. Okay, it doesn't totally make sense. It's kind of ridiculous, <laughs> but it's entertaining. Oh, it's it's totally ridiculous. Like talent. I, I like I like them though. Like their chemistry is really great. Yeah, she they're they're super talented. It's a talented cast. It's a talented crew. They like do a nice job. It just doesn't really make no sense. 
I love Linda Carlini's tribute too. She's always so apologetic. She's like, yeah, I hear nothing but good things about this show besides the what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) It's 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 beyond absurd. (laughs) And I do think Christina Applegate, as funny as she is, like there's some level of like, she's she can be really harsh sometimes. Like between this character and the Up All Night, she's kind of got the like, you're a fucking idiot now. (laughs) You really should. Whoever it is she's talking to is a fucking idiot, you know? Yeah, anyway. me. All right, well, good. We are going to keep it moving. Since one of us has a hard out. All right, we're going right into our shows for, our, our topic for the evening. And of course, I, you know, I'm going to keep it on screen share, damn it, whatever. And basically, this... This week we are doing our top three movies about movie making. The way it works is you is one of us names a movie about movie making. We alternate picks. Once someone picks that movie, it is officially out of play. Chocolate Cardinal. Even I have this written in the script because I knew you'd be on time. Since you were on time, first here, you get to go first. Beautiful. Well, first of all, that's not even fair. Like that's not, <laughs> he can go first. He's welcome to go first, but if that's the criteria, that doesn't make any sense. How does it not make any sense? I, I already knew you weren't going to be on time, so I wrote that's it. That's what I'm saying. That's like saying if you – that doesn't make any sense. First come, first serve. It's like an sure. expression that people sure. do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Writer shit. Writer shit. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Let's keep it moving. I The first movie, I have to pick this because – Otherwise, I, I fear it will be taken off the board quickly. Yes, I feel this too. That's the only reason that I was uncomfortable <laughs> with this because I feel like I know what he's about to say and I'm you really do. irritated. Bam- bamboozled, yes. Oh, I did not oh, have that not off. That was not the one we had, okay. which, is a, which is a disgrace because that was our, our Cinema Draft Quarantine Movie of the Week just a couple weeks ago. Uh, well, go ahead, I- expound. Uh, Spike Lee, great American filmmaker, this this concept about uh, just examining art. Damon Wayne's in a, in a more of a dramatic sort of a role, producing this show and attempting to produce a show that will get him fired or get kicked off the air, which is essentially <laughs> a minstrel show. And, uh, but when they put it on, everyone loves it. Uh, your boy- <laughs> Rappaport. <laughs> Rappaport is great in this. Savion Glover with, with a, you don't see him, I don't see him act a lot. He was good in this. Um, Jada before pre Red Table, <laughs> pre Entanglement. Entanglement, uh, yes. Um, just a, just a great examination of art. Most Def was in this, yes. Yeah, Most Def. Well, yeah, the Revolutionary uh, Brother, the Mau Maus. <laughs> the Mau Maus, yes. Um, just d- dealt a lot with sort of uh, cl- iconic um, minstrel imagery and just sort of what black people's place in art is especially when it's not just for us by us it's black art that's put on display and can be judged and seen by other cultures and what does that mean this guy i don't know that actor's name oh, he's in a, lot of, yeah. in a lot of spike g lee joints he's great like great voice great presence uh yeah I had to take it off the board because that's one of the first movies that came to mind when I was put when you put the subject out there. Well, I'm glad it came up first to your mind because I it totally eluded my list, probably because I'd covered it so extensively over the last uh, few weeks. Can't believe I forgot about it, but you're absolutely right. It's a great 
uh, a great show, a great example of it. And sadly, it's still timely today. A lot of stuff they're talking about, and this came out in 2000, 20 years ago. It literally was my movie of the year when I saw it. I think I saw it in September or something. And I'm like, shut it down. I don't need to see any other movies. It's my movie of the year. It made nothing, like 2.5 million. That's my money in there. <laughs> I went to it. Really? Oh, yeah. It made nothing. And it, and it took him. I mean, they didn't want to fund it. I think he had to, to come out of pocket to finish it. There's so many, like, kind of horror stories about him finishing this movie. But it's... Yeah, he, he got it done, and it's to me, it's a classic. It's one of the ones that's often overlooked in his oeuvre, but it's, it's outstanding. It's, it's great. And, so, and, still, and the worst part is that it's so bad. It's so wrenching, like seeing those images on screen. It, you just have to laugh. It's so over-the-top stereotypical. You have to laugh. Otherwise, you'd be crying or, or, or angry the entire time. I have, there are some uh, millennials I'm friends with in this like, uh, entertainment Slack group, and, and they watched it the first time, and they're just like, uh -oh. horrified. They were like, they're a little pro-clutchy. It's not. It's not. A lot, yeah, lot of microaggressions going on. A lot of, a lot of macroaggressions going on. But yeah, I, I still enjoy it. I think it's an excellent uh, use of satire. And satire is probably, outside of maybe a legitimately good rom-com, satire is probably one of the hardest uh, genres to nail in, in, in writing. So I thought he did a great job. Yeah. Also just watched The Five Bloods, but I'll leave that for another time. No, all right. Yeah. Let's move along. Weird movie. All right, Gene Ice, you're next. I'm second. Ooh. Okay. Do you okay. want to be third? I have to say this now, but I'll be third because I don't think you're going to take mine. <laughs> all right. Well, fine. I'll go next. Uh, and I'm, yeah, I mean, this isn't even like my favorite movie about Bowie, but I'm just going to, I have to take this off the board because this is easily going to be, you know, at the very worst, a second round pick. It's the player. You gotta do the player. Oh. It's the quintessential movies about movie movie. <laughs> Tim <laughs> Robbins, ninety two. Robert Altman, you know, all about that studio life. All all the the the, the gossip and the relationships and situationships and all sort of stuff. And you know, star studded cast for the time. If you consider, you know, <laughs> Peter Gallagher star studied. <laughs> uh -huh. But Tim Robbins at the height of you know, fresh off Bull Durham, I believe. So yeah. You know, good, good stuff. You know, everyone's everyone you like is in this. So, the, the player taking off the board. Boom. Yeah, I didn't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just okay. thought go go ahead third. Since this is no one has anything else to say about it. It wasn't a classic to me, but you think it's a classic? I said it was not a classic to me. No, I just feel like it was fine. He's interesting to me because I feel like his career. Like, I think he does a solid job. But I've never looked at him and I've been like, man, when he, what, what he brings to a movie is so good. You know what I mean? Like, Are you talking about Tim Robbins or Robert Altman? I'm talking about Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Like, I thought the movie in general was fine. But I think, like, it's not like he, uh, yeah, I thought it was fine. I didn't, like, I see it again. I, I don't have, like, a negative opinion about it, but I was just like, eh. You know what I mean? I mean, I like. I mean, it's not like I love. I feel it. like I like it fine, but I'd say this is like when people think about movies about making movies. This is like usually in the in the first round draft pick. So, gotta get off the board, off the board. Well, I will say this: I think in general, movies about movies are hard because I think most people don't relate and don't care. So, I think most people. Like in order to pull off that plot, it's gotta be like something that sort of gets the, the, the person, someone who's not like, 
into movies, someone just generically goes to movies, doesn't really give a shit whether they're negotiating over the script and who's being slimy in the background. You know what I mean? So right. I feel like these kind of movies, in order to make them click, they've got to be something special. And I feel like this was good, but it was, eh, it's got a ton of talent on it. Yeah, so this movie is kind of like, what's the other one he did? Um, you know, about kids, the, the Coen Brother movie he's got. Uh, um, he's the star of the Coen Brothers movie. He jumps out of a window. Oh, oh, oh. Bart Thou? No. Is it about Barton Fink or something? No. You sure no, it's not Coen Brother Tim, or Art Thou? Tim, um, uh, yep, it's called, it's with him, I want to say. Um, I want to say. Uh, George Clooney? Luke's in it with him. Um, Cool hand. We have to look now. It's like the it's like the fourth Coen Brothers movie. Wow! First of all, you get you lose yourself in his Hutt, IMDb. He never stops. Hutt Hutt sucker. Hot sucker proxy. Yeah. Oh, I never Hutt saw sucker proxy. Again, it's the kind of thing. He's there. He's he's got every scene. <laughs> but I'm not like, all right, cool. He's got every single scene in that movie. Same with but the player. He's extremely yeah. tall. He's like six seven. He towers over everybody. It's ridiculous. Is he that tall? He's six seven. Yeah. Really. Hmm. Okay. All right. So what's your what's your movie? What's your first movie? Okay, my movie. I'm gonna take it out the void. This is this is not. I, if I was putting this in order, this would be number one for me. But I'm saying it now, so no one doesn't take it. Um, and I've used this movie in the past because it's consistently one of my favorite. But the movies about a movie is Bowfinger. Booyah! Uh, yeah, that was on my list. Well played. Well that played. shit is front to back. The shit. It's so good. I will watch it over and over again. It's consistently funny. So K-I-T. many. Keep it together. Keep it together. Keep it together. Keep it together. together. No, he he. Eddie Murphy in this. Eddie Murphy's done multiple movies with multiple characters. Mm-hmm. He does that all the time, right? He's and he's really good at it. But for whatever reason, this one was so subtle, right? It's not tons over the top. It's not huge prosthetics or anything like them it's just braces in like body language you know what i mean like, and a little bit of hair you know what i'm saying like he's so good at this but it's so subtle but yeah you remember the scene where she's doing she's looking up at the sky it's the very end she's doing this she's doing that pose and she goes up and down you can't see me okay that sucks but like she's going up and down and she's screaming the aliens are coming the aliens are coming it's right at the end of the movie it's fucking hilarious it's so stupid but it's so funny this movie is i want to watch this tomorrow this movie is great <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen this in a while, but I, I remember, I think I saw it in the theater, loved it, enjoyed it. I think I saw it a few times outside of that. It's a fun movie. I mean, it, it's fun. He's funny in it. Uh, I, I enjoy it, Bowfinger. And a lot, you know, uh, I'm not sure if it, it would be, me- it probably would be very memeable if it came out today. But all this, all of Eddie's stuff, the, the, the kit, the, the, didn't he play like another role too, like, like, like the, the action star who was too busy to, to do the movie or something like that. Like, like the, yeah, he plays guy. the action star and he plays his brother, his twin brother ends up doing his stand in. Yeah. But like yeah. Steve, um, what the hell's his name? Steve, the main guy. I can't Martin. Star- Martin. He's great, but he's like the least important character. Like he is playing the straight guy yeah. and everybody, every character in this is hilarious. He's just, he's, it's, 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 it's really good front to back. And the plot isn't, the plot is so simple. It's like the great example of like, you don't need something over the top. You just need a really simple, clean plot. And you just mm-hmm. have talent. Just let them flourish. The lady from um, The Good Wife is in it. And she's great. Um, what, Juliana Margulies? No. Um, uh, I don't remember her character's name. 
Well, now I must look. Uh, you oh, oh, Bransky. Yes, Christine Bransky. Oh, great. Heather Graham's great. Jamie Kennedy's funny in this. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's really funny. Downey Jr., yeah. pre Marvel. a little cameo. <laughs> He's talking on the phone that's not collected. It's really, really great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good one, both of you. All right, so what's your second pick, KG? Solid pick, G-Nice. Um, there, there are two natural movies to go on after this one, but I'm not going to pick either one of those. I am going to go to my number three pick, actually, Adaptation, ah. which is more about a writer's that. life. Um, and, you know, it, it's uh, Charlie Kaufman, the great screenwriter. Um, Nicolas Cage plays two characters, speaking of sort of mannerisms and, and whatnot. And it's all about this writer guy who's it's essentially, essentially, Charlie Kaufman was hired to adapt a book. And instead of adapting that book, he wrote this movie about a writer have, struggling with adapting a book. And he created this twin brother character to his, himself. And he is his twin brother to try to work this thing. Out. It's, it's funny. Wait, you've never seen it? What's that? Ed, you've never seen it? No, of course. No, I've seen it. I love adaptation. I think I owned it for a while. I thought he was giving you the, I thought he was telling you the plot for you. No, 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 no. no, no. Just, we're, 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 for our listeners, for all 12 of our listeners, he's explaining the plot. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I, I, this is a great call. This movie, like, like, like. Because um, Meryl Streep in it, too. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and Chris Cooper's in it. Chris Cooper's he, awesome. Didn't he get nominated for this, or he did? I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure he did. It's so smart. It's so smart. Nicholas Cage. Uh, Nicholas Cage can be wild, right? So Nicholas <laughs> yeah. Cage has these moments of like, what you know? But like, he was so in the pocket in this. Like mm -hmm. he he but he did both characters. He played them. He committed to both. Nothing was over the top. Nothing was too crazy. He was almost muted. You know what I mean? And he was really, really, this is just, it's one of the, you know, Charlie Hoffman's obviously very good, but this was such a clever fucking script. And it was like, almost like the weirdness, the weirdness of Kaufman and the weirdness of Cage, like perfectly. Yeah. Alive. And speaking of Kaufman <laughs> and weird, where, where's Kaufman been these days? When's I don't know that Schenectady, New York thing. I think he's that um, was a while. Yeah, Synodosh, New York, and that was weird. Whatever it is, and and I, I mean, I was I went I saw in the theater. It was strange, but uh, I haven't. I don't think we've heard much of him since. Charlie Cobb, what he's been up to? Oh, and it's Spike Jones, by the way, too. He because um, Spike oh, yeah. did Spike did the first movie too, right? Uh, being Malkovich. Mm. Look at that! And a six-year gap. A six-year gap between script. That's wild. But and I'm then sure he did a TV movie. Oh, that's weird. But that's a, a lot of times they'll put TV movie for a pilot that didn't go. Oh, oh, did not know that. Inside Dope, everyone, you Cinema Draft podcast listeners. <laughs> yeah, so if it got produced and everything, but it, they didn't put it on air, sometimes they'll list it as a TV movie. Interesting. I, I can't remember. I mean, I'm sure he was rewriting stuff. Oh, you know, I thought he did. Didn't he do something for, um, I thought he did something on... Netflix, I thought. Well, maybe, maybe that's what this is. I'm thinking of ending things. That's what this is. This is coming out. Yeah, this is going to be on Netflix, I believe, on the fourth. Yeah, Clemens, oh. Tony Collette, Jesse Buck. That's a great cast. 
yeah, this this could be this could be a, a cough renaissance. You might be making a comeback with this one. That's a good cast. <laughs> uh, what was the word? Cough renaissance. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good call. That's a good movie. All right, adaptation. That's a good one. Um, my He's second. Got, oh, good. Four really good movies. Just do Nicolas Cage movie. He's got four really good movies. This one. Um, it's this one, obviously, uh, Las Vegas. Uh, then he's got Valley Girl, original Valley Girl. He's awesome in. And then say it, say it. You want to say face off? I'm not going to say face off. Come on, <laughs> that defeats the purpose. You have to say face off. I was going to say the Weatherman, but face off is also pretty good, actually. But that <laughs> movie is also that's like a dead to me. It doesn't make any fucking sense, but it's awesome. <laughs> and people are already talking about like, I mean, I'm not sure if this is like fan fiction, but I thought I heard like legitimate scuttlebutt that they're thinking about rebooting face off really i think i may have heard that too all right so i'm not imagining that that how fun would that be i mean do that for like a, a new audience millennial audience like who would you cast and yeah a real quick cultural cul-de-sac who would you cast oh no, no it's not yeah. gonna be look dude that movie's great that movie's so full of ridiculousness and it balanced perfectly no way you can make that recipe twice are you serious do you know what what directors are out here now did you not dude, see extinction or attraction, I mean? Hmm. Ripping someone's face off and putting it on somebody. Like that. <laughs> give, give, give 100 million and, and that to Michael Bay and a, and a Netflix blank check. I promise you, you will have, inter, you'll have two hours of wild ass entertainment. You'll have two hours of explosions that make no sense. Like face off didn't have explosions? Are like, you serious? It's, no, it's like, like the original. It was perfect. It's so that movie shouldn't have worked, but it was perfect, and that's by accident. Probably. John Woo, baby. No, it was not by accident. That was John Woo. John Woo. Who, would you, who would you put in? Who would you put in the new version, though? Is the question. Who would you put in the new version? Boyega. I want to see Boyega do some shit. Boyega and oh, Boyega and Kaluuya. Why not? That would be interesting. Boyega and Kaluuya. There. I feel so, like. They're both the same too serious of actors. No, no, no. The boy is a clown. Are you like, Travolta and Cage are kind of like. I mean, like, Caster Choi. Caster Choi is a special kind of freaky person. Caster Choi was like out yeah. there, man. Two silver, two gold guns. It was just so stylized and so. No, kind Kal of plays the plays. Sean Archer plays the the. Uh, uh, plays the Travolta part, and then you have Boy is a clown. Boyega, you know he. He has fun. I could totally see him going all Caster Troy. He, he, he'd have fun with that. I'm, I'm probably the only person who saw Pacific Rim 2 or whatever, uh, or Uprising, but I saw that shit in the theater. Kevin Pacific Rim Uprising, and he's having a ball in that. Boyega has fun. He would, he would kill that. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Anyways, all right, I'm, I'm going to do my second film since, since we have a hard out coming up. Uh, my film is going to be, uh, taking this one off the board, of course, it's Tropic Thunder. Yeah. I'm just a dude, play the dude, another dude, or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. It's funny. I actually, I mean, I've been very close to rewatching it over the past month. It's come up a couple times in the podcast. Uh, I mean, yeah, look look at this key art. It's great. And and people wonder, oh, could you make this film today? And I think you you probably could. If I mean, but you have to. I mean, it'd be a lot a lot more incisive and sharp, but the whole premise behind this film still works even kind of today because they were making fun of people who, the, the Scarlett Johansson, if you will, who, or, or who were like, I deserve to play anything. They make fun of that type of character. They take the piss out of it, as the Brits would say. I enjoyed it thoroughly. 
you know, hardly offended, very funny, and a great Tom Cruise uh, uh, fat suit dance performance, I might add. That was hilarious. Another little key part of that was the trailers, as they're going through right here, the trailers of other movies uh, <laughs> that, the, that the Downey uh, Jones, that his character was in, and then that the uh, Ben Stiller character were in. Like, that was one of the best parts of the movie as well. Yeah, all, all the all the meta stuff. So yes, this is quite the movie about making movies, and and McConaughey. Yeah, wow, this thing really was stacked. I need to rewatch it. it it's done. Yes, you know, blackface never a look, but you know, when, when considering what this what this movie was was trying to do, it, it really is. It really had some points to make. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely I, have to clean up some of the dialogue, but I can totally see this being redone. Yeah, I was gonna say just the, they did sort of lean into the blackface thing as far as like being aware that it was a thing it wasn't just them sort of blindly using it and thinking it was okay they they had there was some cognizance and some commentary on it yeah it wasn't well. like someone going to a halloween party or something like no this yeah. is yeah <laughs> yeah g nice any thoughts on tropic thunder yeah uh <laughs> look the, it's super funny it's super funny. There's a ton of talent. Um, I never need to see it again. All right, fair yeah. enough. Your next, your next film, film number two. Um, it's one of those movies where you watch and you're, it's funny and you get it and you're in on the joke. I just, it makes me uncomfortable, right? <laughs> but it's, you know, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, okay. I was a hater. I was a hater. I was a hater. Baby hater. That was hate? No, no, hater. no. no. <laughs> Bill hater. hater. Baby hater. Uh, not you being a hater. <laughs> I mean, I will be a hater, but that wasn't what I said. <laughs> okay, so I am torn because um, adaptation was on mine too, but I knew that was going to be taken. Um, I am torn because I want to say two other, three other movies all for one. So I will say... Um, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just say, I'll, I'll just, okay, I'll go with, I, I don't want to go with that. I'll go with Get Shorty. <laughs> All right, well done on my list, of course, be, mostly because I'm a fan of the, the TV show. The TV show is incredible. Yeah, TV show was good. TV yeah. show was strangely good, and it went a totally different way. Yeah. But Get Shorty, so here's the thing. There was like a time in my life where I was like hardcore Elmore Leonard and would read everything. And Only this a was time? Sort of back in the time. Only a huh? time? I mean... Now books, if they don't have pictures in them, I'm not going to read it. <laughs> Greg Rucka is a comic book writer, my friend. Um, so he, but like this was, it's just a great book. And I thought they really did. I love Renee Russo. I'm not sure why. No, 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 no. You don't need a reason. She's, she's very lovable. I love her. <laughs> there, this is one of those movies which was like a lot. When they make Elmore Leonard stuff, oftentimes they sort of overdo it. They're like, oh, these characters are so cool. And they make them super cool. And it stops being like effective, but I thought this was very muted. I, um, Travolta, who I'm in, who I go back and forth on, I thought he was particularly good. That's why you love Rene Russo. Just <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because what's that movie she did with Pierce Brosnan? Thomas Crown Affair. Yes, we all fell in love with that. With the weird silky dress or whatever. That's yeah. a great scene. Yeah, but I thought this is really well done. I thought um, Travolta's cool. I thought uh, I thought DeVito was good. I thought Russo was great. I mean, I thought this was just nicely done. 
consistent. Like they did, there's just, I'm a big fan of this movie. I, I, this is the kind of movie you watch it over and over again. And like Travolta's legitimately cool in this. Yeah. He, he like you said, he jumps the shark periodically with his performances and, and what's that? Battlefield Earth. <laughs> yeah. Like he's, he, he can go back and forth. Uh, but he was he was good in this. I I don't love this movie, but I, I understand why people love it. Yeah, I respect it. I, I liked it fine. You like Be Cool better? Yeah, I did. Really? I like this yeah. one. Most Def. Yeah, oh, I like this one better. Most Def didn't Be Cool. No, he's not. Andre yeah, he is. Be cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, Andre. But it's F. Gary Gray, right? And they have the, yeah. the minis. They have the Mini Coopers doing the chase. Uh, and the yeah. rocks in it. Yeah. Through the subway or whatever. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought the, that book, Be Cool, the book is so good. In the movie, I thought it was whatever. So you made the classic mistake. <laughs> you read the book first. All right, KG, what's your final film? No uh, honorable mentions. So, <laughs> no, no, I got it. There's, oh, we're doing honorable mentions. I just told you I had three. I'm not using <laughs> I there There's so many on here, but... I gotta do Hollywood Shuffle. Oh, that is wrong. Better <laughs> start googling, Greg. Better start googling. That is just wrong. I actually saved that for life. Yeah, that is wrong. I, <laughs> I was yeah. I, I I there were actually a few. I didn't even. That is fucked up. I am so angry right now. I almost didn't. I almost I play the game, KG. <laughs> it almost wasn't even on my list because I, I know it wasn't on your list. No way, this is on your list. Stop that. <laughs> but. But I almost wasn't going to have it on my list because I was sure that it would be taken off. And I was looking and I'm just like, I, I got to take it off. It's oh, that's so obviously, wrong. I purposely, I, I was not worried about either one. Why, would you, why would you rope a dope with Hollywood Shuffle? Like, that's absurd. Because I didn't think either. I, I was, I he doesn't know. respect our cinematography, he, our, our, our cinema knowledge. I mean, he doesn't yes. respect our, our cinema libraries. I'm so frustrated. I know you guys know it, but I didn't think you'd pick it. Oh, I'm annoyed. Yeah. Great movie, obviously. Um, Robert Townsend paid for this on credit cards. It was all about his struggle of of being frustrated, be, playing slaves and thugs, and you know, there's like the sketch element to it. Has a ton of amazingly talented cast members. Uh, I'll let G Nice take it from here, since he oh, I'm so annoyed, <laughs> so annoyed. God, this sucks. <laughs> Uh, nothing I have is better than this. Uh, this is such a good movie. It's so ridiculous, but it's so uh-huh. much fun. I love the fact that it's the same actors in every. You know what I mean? Like they, yes. every little sketch is great. Every little sketch is ridiculous. It's just funny. It's one of those. It's because it like the movie's super cheesy. Like the moral's super heavy, and at the end of the day, it's like this wrap up. It's but it's still so good. I don't care at all. You know what I mean? It's just. Oh, this is so good. I remember the first time he did the Rambo. I was dying of laughter. Uh-huh. It's just so good. My favorite Marie is Johnson. Martin. Currently, isn't she currently the the? Is she the WGA? No, she's the 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 actor. SAG, SAG, SAG president. Yeah, SAG president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this woman the here, where he does the, the 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 black and white, the scene where it's in black and white, and she's. I don't mind doing the nasty with a stapler up my butt or whatever the line is that where they're sitting in the office where everybody's a detective. Uh-huh. He's like, give me back my active man. So good. So good. So good. Oh, Kevin, you suck. Go ahead, Kevin. What are you going to say about Helen Martin? Oh, no. She's just like the everybody's mama. Like, all these people had such storied careers, you know, some before and, and after this. 
um, it was just a great launching pad. It was, it was such a statement because what eighty seven. Yeah, super early. Just a just a classic sort of pillar for Black Hollywood, certainly, and for for All independent. Right, well, well played. We gotta keep it moving. Soon. And it was good, right? It was good. It was like he did it with not a lot of money. He figured it all out and it was like this high quality movie even though you knew the budget wasn't there you knew the products were, i mean the the production was different but it was just like it's still like a, like to this day it's still a good movie eddie murphy saw this and then had townsend direct raw the stand-up uh, that's story. right that is that is the story all right so while while greg cries in his beer over there yeah. i'm gonna do my final <laughs> film and it is the disaster artist oh god I don't think I saw this. That thing is hysterical. I don't care what you say. Franco, be, be going off Franco. Oh, this is the this is the one about the the billboard guy. About Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Just so so ridiculous. I enjoyed it. I saw it in the theater. It, enjoyed it mightily. Laughed throughout. I mean, it, yeah, it, it is about you know the the infamous guy who who basically found had some money not a ton of money but had some money and decided he wanted to be a movie star and so he you know like you said he ran out of billboard uh, promoting him, himself or in, in the his little homemade movie or whatever and it's routinely no, known as one of the worst movies one of the worst movies ever theatrically released <laughs> can't remember how he got it released but he got released it's terrible and but and and the, the real life guy, this guy Tommy Wiseau, the real person, he actually has like a small part in this as well. But and and is still notoriously proud of his awful movie, even though it's known for awfulness. It's just it's wild. And and the accent in this is a very weird, peculiar accent. Everything looks terrible. And Franco really challenged this. I think did he? I don't think he won the Oscar for this, did he? He got nominated. No. And he definitely got nominated for an Oscar, but I don't think he won it for this. But yeah, Tommy. Uh, Tommy was so in The Disaster Artist. Terrible, uh, great movie about a terrible actor in a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen Here's it, but thing. I've heard great things. Boom. You've heard great things. All right, what's the thing, Gina? I, I feel like, no, look, it's, I feel like. Have you I seen the movie? the movie? Have you seen the movie? Yes, I've seen the movie. Okay. Yeah, first of all, first of all, yes, I will talk about something I haven't seen. That's true. But I have seen this movie. Thank you very much. <laughs> I went into this movie not knowing what it was. So I just watched it like a regular movie. Oh, you poor thing. If you don't have context, <laughs> if you don't have context, you're like, what the fuck is this? And then sort of like the people around us in the theater were dying of laughter just loving every set and me and Lana were like what is this we're watching and it wasn't until after the fact that we we're like oh did you ever actually watch the original I, I couldn't do it I, I my life's too precious <laughs> but you're gonna watch this but you wouldn't watch the actual original the no original that's 90 minutes of your life you can't get back but it's probably <laughs> hilarious right anyway I thought it was weird I thought it was, I thought it was weird, but I didn't have the context. After I got the context, I was like, oh, that would have been better if I watched it that way, but I'll never watch it again. Fair. I do think it's cool you got to play with his brother, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. The, Fran the Franco boy, yeah, the Franco boys, Dave and, and James. One far less problematic than the other. All right, so what's your final film, G-Nice? Oh, 
I mean, I, don't, I, I abstain. Okay. <laughs> Fine, take a slide, Kevin. No, just kidding. You should have you should have gone with that first, man. That's that's your I number. Think one pick. I honestly I feel like I judged this pretty well. I did not see that coming. I'm frustrated. <laughs> this is the most broken up um, nice has been in the history of this podcast. <laughs> I am I am like devastated. Okay, I'm gonna go with Boogie Nights. Um Boogie Nights is one of those movies that I if it's on, I'll probably watch it. Um it's kind of ridiculous and totally over pitch, the top. But but well played. Predictable. Well played. Wait, I'm predictable? It's a predictable pick. I was actually going to do this, but I, I, I missed it on my list. Like, it's on my list, but I, I didn't get far uh, high enough. Otherwise, I would have picked it. It's, it's a predictable choice. Wait, 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 wait. Welcome to Normcore. Welcome to Normcore. What? Dad. <laughs> Welcome to Daddington Island. And I'm only saying Boogie Lights because Kevin stole from me. <laughs> Go ahead, Dad. Been on time Daddington. Said, How was it <laughs> yeah. I had to go with Bowfinger first. Was that on your list too? Bowfinger, you should not have you should have waited. Was that on no anyone's one, list? No one had Bowfinger. I had Bowfinger. Bo- I had Bowfinger, yeah. Tropic Thunder, The Player, Boogie Nights, Disaster Artist, Get Shorty, and State in Maine. That was my list. I have State in Maine too. I didn't do Mammoth. Yeah. Um so this is a great movie. It's fun. It's ridiculous. It's over the top. It's cool. There's great performances. My favorite part of this whole movie is when they're doing the this, the weird like ninja cuts where they're like pretending to be ninjas and they're doing their own films. Yes, the the Chester the Chester top. Like, yeah, that that is ridiculously so. That is always consistently funny to me. There's tons of really good performances. Um, just even small like Philip Seymour Hoffman's part is super good, super small. Um, I just think it's it's a good movie. Yeah, outstanding cast. Don Cheadle. Actually, Don Cheadle was on Bill Simmons' podcast uh, yeah. recently, talking about it. And about stereos. What's that? He's got his whole thing about stereos. Oh yeah, yeah, Buck. <laughs> and he was like, he was like a super kind of you know lo-fi. Uh, he could tell. I guess this was Paul Thomas Anderson's first like you know real real film. I guess Hard Eight might have come before this, but this one he actually had a little bit of a budget behind it but he said that he always knew what he wanted and you could tell even then that paul thomas anderson was gonna was gonna wreck shop so yeah this is a great film i enjoyed it i, I haven't seen it in a long time i need to rewatch it i'll say this i did not love this movie because a lot of the characters are really dumb <laughs> i don't like which, which i think most people find endearing and humorous in the in the film it's solid burt reynolds with his comeback was great Yep. But the, a lot of the characters are dumb, and I don't like to watch that. That's all. <laughs> Fair. You Fair. All right, since so you're going to do it anyways, real quick, your honorable mentions, real quick. I'll do um, one honorable mention, uh, which I thought would come off the board. My name is Dolomite. Um, oh, oh, my God. How do we miss that? Eddie Murphy. I didn't do it because it, it's probably been talked about on the, on the, the podcast. It was. Actually, uh, Marty loved it. that movie. Uh, our, our, my friend from Scotland. Yeah. Uh, he it's was a Dolomite. It, it, great performance by Eddie. Um, if you know the Dolomite history, it's even more fun to sort of get into the weeds with that stuff. This guy and his passion to make movies, even though the movies Dolomite was making were not technically sound or well-crafted pieces of cinema they were cult classics and eddie did a great job fun movie inspiring for you if you've got dreams to do something bigger that, that's your movie tyler perry of his time all right what's your honorable mention <laughs> g nice well i would say again state in maine 
is super clever. Um, and then the other one I was gonna say was Barton Fink. Oh, wow, I forgot about that one. I saw that in high school, wow. Is John Turturro is incredibly good in that movie and not a ton happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember it being very weird and he had this thing with his, his old school typewriter and- his Wallpaper keeps coming down. Yeah, it felt very kind of like Edgar Allan Poe-ish. Yeah, it's all about writer's block. He's, he's really, really good at it. It's very Cohen, right? It's very like, I don't even know. Half the stuff they do, it doesn't really make sense. All right. <laughs> we'll bring this segment to a close. I'm depressed with what happened. Just for the record, that's... <laughs> and we're going to take a quick Let's break to, to, let the, to let the audience catch up with how to play the draft stream game and let G-Nice collect his feelings. We'll be right back after this short message. <laughs> Movie theaters are on hiatus, but we here at Cinema Draft are not. Draft Stream is the streaming content version of the Cinema Draft game you know and love. Just like with Cinema Draft, you have a $100,000 salary cap for a 10 actor call sheet. No more no less. But in this one, you have to have at least one of three types of actors for your 10 actor call sheet. Headliner, co-star, and day player. Scoring is based on a weighted average of Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic scores plus audience and user scores. Headliners get a 40% bonus while co-stars receive a 20% bonus over day player points. There's a weekly minimum $50 prize pool shared by the top two non-Cinema Draft employee call sheets. Or you can go low. Cinema Draft offers a minimum $10 lowball bonus to the lowest scoring call sheet of the week. To qualify, your call sheet must spend at least $75,000 of your budget, use at least one actor from three separate titles in the talent pool, and of course, Roster at least one headliner, co-star, and day player to your 10-actor call sheet. The game runs from Thursday evening to Monday afternoon with daily updates on Saturday and Sunday before final scoring after Monday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Currently, we are alpha testing DraftStream in a rudimentary spreadsheet-based format while we work on adapting it for digital play. Tweaks happen almost weekly due to player feedback, we really need the data, so please help us out and play the game. A link to the most current talent pool is included in the podcast description. Please review the rules tab and submit your call sheet by Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Thanks again for your help and good luck. <laughs> and we're back with no shortage of drama. Anyways, all right, we're at the part for the quarantine movie of the week. All three of us, even Eugene Nice. And Wait, I thought we were going to go back over and redo it so I could do it right and start with Hollywood Shuffle. I thought that's what we were doing right now. No, we are not doing this. Our quarantine this is movie ridiculous. Our quarantine movie of the week last week was Armageddon, as you can see. And by the time you all watch this podcast or listen to it on your favorite podcast outlet, you will have the new one up, which will be Clueless. Hmm. The old Emma adaptation from, I believe, Amy Heckerling, classic, 
definitely elevated Alicia Silverstone into the hearts of many a young teenage and adolescent boy. Her share was pitch perfect airhead. She was socially smart, not necessarily book smart. And basically she, it was a star making role for her as a flighty Beverly Hills rich teen who goes and plays matchmaker to teachers and friends alike. Poor Brittany Murphy, RIP. She was excellent. This is Ty. Oh, that's Dirk, right. Dirk You're a virgin. Doesn't even drive. <laughs> Great line. Aren't they supposed to be remaking this? They probably will. I don't even have a problem with it as long as the cast is is similarly uh, charismatic enough. This had, I mean, young Paul Rudd. Kevin is going to tell you he doesn't like this movie because no one is smart. <laughs> Actually, no, I like this movie. <laughs> well, Paul Rudd's character is smart. <laughs> They weren't, they, these people were just sort of like dingy, not like aggressively dumb. Yeah. Sure, not like ninjas who do porn. <laughs> right. Donald Faison was great. Uh, woman, <laughs> I still have a bad Can habit. Lose Eduardo. Oh, we what? may have lost Eduardo. Oh, you guys can't hear me? Can't see me? Oh, you disappeared back, for a second. Back. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm, I'm calling Comcast tonight. This is some bullshit. It's been acting up all week. Anyways, uh, a good Donald Faison performance. Uh, as Turk, yeah, Turk from Scrubs. Some people know, and Stacy Dash before she went to the dark side. Before she, before she took a hard right to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. So great movie. This is your quarantine movie of the week. Tweet me your your tweet length review at Play Cinema Draft, and share with me your love of Clueless as well. <laughs> And this is the part where we go through a quick draft stream update. As you all can see, last week was great for your boy. Top two spots on the strength of P-Valley. Give it up for P-Valley and Katori Hall. Great debut. Enjoy the hell out of it. My five stack of P-Valley came through. Great value. 6,800. Got you 140 points. Excellent return on investment. Headliner stack at close enough. And headliners from Palm Springs, The Twelve, and Widow of Silence. Did either of you watch Palm Springs this weekend? I did not. I, I, it's on my list of things to watch. Did you see it? I did. I enjoyed it. It's, it's, a, it's I mean, a lot of people, I mean, millennials really think this is like the shit. They need to watch more Groundhog Day. But I really yeah. enjoyed it. It's, it's smart, very clever. And this might be the, the big break Kristen Milioti needs to finally get more leading role stuff. She's excellent in this. I had no idea she was like, I mean, I, I mean, salty language doesn't bother me per se, but I mean, she's very kind of, she's got like a nice little bitter streak in her in this. I <laughs> like it. Very, very bitter. Cause she's got like the whole kind of girl next door, innocent, doe-eyed look, but no, she's, she's, she's kind of bitchy in this. I like it. Yeah. The trailer looks funny. Looks fun. Uh, uh, you know, there's been a few takes on the Groundhog Day sort of template, but this one looks legit. Yeah, no, it's fun. And Andy Samberg, you know, he's, he's, he's good in this. I, I really enjoy it. And, and it has actually something to say about, you know, going through life and what does life all mean? And, and does life mean anything if you have no one to share it with? You know, so all that nice, you know, sappy stuff. So that was, that was a big part of my strategy this week, or last week. And I also swept the low ball for good measure. <laughs> and you all get to enjoy the benefits of that. I am rolling with the $10 low ball bonus into this week's prize pool. So we now have a $60 prize pool plus a $10 low ball bonus, $40 to first, $20 to second, 
be on your P's and Q's, knock me out of the top spot. The two paying spots went to the Roan, Henry G, oft-times Cinedraft podcast guest and enthusiast, and Ringballs, who will be back in a few more weeks with another strategy-heavy Cinedraft podcast appearance. All right, now this week we are covering 15 hot ones. Well, actually not so hot. We've got the Peacock making its debut. Yawn. Brave New World. I, don't, I have very low expectations for this one, to be honest with you. I guess the premiere show this week will be The Alienist, Angel of Darkness, which is basically just the second season of The Alienist. We'll be interested to see how this gets scored up. I actually like The Alienist. Did either of you guys watch The Alienist the first time around? No. No? All right. I did not. Okay, there you go. Uh, I watched most, I think I watched nine of the ten episodes. For some reason, I didn't end up finishing. Last night, like I, I moved. It looks like you have to concentrate to watch that. A little, little bit, yeah. And it's you know, one of those into the, the heart of darkness type of things where, you know, it's very noir. I actually like the age it covers, like the Gilded Age, not covered very often, or the so-called Gilded Age, like late 1800s, and, and America's still kind of coming to grips with what it wants to be. Set in New York, though, so none of, not a whole lot of slavery drama-ish, but, you know, <laughs> a, bit, a, bit of, a bit of servant class stuff. But whatever. Anyways, it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, like, the predecessor to, like, Teddy Roosevelt back when he was New York City Chief Com- uh, Police Commissioner, that's kind of interesting. They have a character playing him. Uh, this is the sequel to that. I think Psych also has a built-in audience. This is Psych 2, Lassie Come Home. Basically a TV movie. Way to come out the box, Peacock. <laughs> Super compelling. <laughs> uh, anyway, Peacock is the newest streaming service by NBC Universal. So if you are going to subscribe to Peacock, which I do believe is free, you can sit through some commercials. You get all your Suits content, your USA Blue Skies content. Uh, you know, Going in and out. Oh, white collar, a bit. White Side collar. note, I'm reading Stacey Dash's Wait, wait we're still stuck on Stacey Dash? No way. I, just, I started reading her Wikipedia page. Oh. <laughs> she goes, yeah, that, that, that's, that's a tragedy. That's a tragic way oh. to happen. So this week, uh, if you're looking for some good value, probably, uh, and if you look at the talent pool, probably looking at... Mm, well, dirt music, it's cheap, but it's not going to perform well. So this is obviously going to be where you're going to base your lowball call sheet off of. Fatal Affair, I don't know, man. This is, this is the one with, with Nia Long. We love Nia Long and Omar Epps, a black cast. But this is the one type of ones where you see the trailer and you've seen the entire movie. You've seen all you need to see. So I don't know about this one. But well, I like Omar Epps. I'll, I'll watch him. I'll watch Nia Long. I'll, I'll give know. it 30 minutes. This, this, this method's wow. been very effective. You watch The Disaster Artist, and you're going to draw the line here. No, no, but this is how it works. So I gave 30 minutes for Eurovision. I ended up loving it. I ended up watching the entire thing. Same thing that with... Um, hard to watch. Did you, have you seen Eurovision? That, that was bad. I found the first, first beginning. It was funny, but it was like a long sketch. You, you need to watch that whole thing. It has some really good songs, actually. It, it, it's very campy, but I enjoyed it. This is definitely a 30-minute watch. That's some good songs, you said? No, for re- legit good songs. The final song that Rachel McAdams sings, actually some uh, Icelandic uh, uh, pop singer sings, she, it, it's beautiful. It, I mean, honestly, it, it'll be up for some awards. I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. Kusavik. Anyways, so I'm, I'm, I don't have great hopes for this, but this could be like a Tyler Perry special. Tyler Perry did not direct this. This is, um, who's this guy? Uh, I think Peter Sullivan, right. 
So I think he did another one with Omar Epps recently with, um, oh no, no, he's a, oh, I guess he's a producer. First time director? Oh no, he's directing some stuff, okay. Secret Obsession, oh my God, so this is gonna be terrible. Yeah, Secret Obsession, huh. I, I love me some, some um, uh, trying to, yeah, Brenda's song. I love her, I watched, I actually, this was, this was a Stairmaster watch. Only reason why I got through this was because I was trapped <laughs> in a Stairmaster. Only way I got through it. Terrible movie. So this is gonna be a terrible film. Probably gonna perform poorly. So I guess you we can avoid do. That, that should be the next round. Should be top three Omar Epps movies. That should be the next two in draft. Boom. I j you're welcome. Mm. I just, All right, <laughs> well, we'll bring you back for that. That's fine. Cool. Uh, I think Kissing Game might get right some now. traction because it's it's foreign drama, which has been kind of hot lately in the game. But it's Netflix, it could get lost. There's so much stuff that comes out on Netflix each week, you never know. So Hopefully, I'll hold my breath, not really, that you guys will grace in your presence this week in the draft stream game. For all you else who are definitely going to play, we look forward to your call sheets, which are due Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Once again, come get this money. Y'all are all out of work or sheltering in place at home, whatever. Come get this money, damn it. Plus a $25 additional bonus, which was actually claimed once if you get a perfect call sheet or a perfect lowball call sheet that did happen two weeks ago by the all-time cinema draft money leader gamble 24x7 g24 well played and also three max entries this week so you can experiment a little damn it go for a low ball try to get the ten dollars do two high ball ones go for what you know and we'll bring this in for a landing everyone's got to go thanks for elevating the cinema draft podcast with your presence gentlemen KG, G Nice, we'll give. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Since you have to go first, uh, this is the type time when I usually ask you all to plug your ish. Anything to plug, G Nice? <laughs> no, wear your masks. Wear your mask, people. Wear your masks. For <laughs> real, though. Seriously, I'm not making a joke. Okay. Because <laughs> this is going to keep going if we don't wear our masks. So please wear your mask. Fair enough. Wear your mask. Uh, Kevin, I guess, I mean, you kind of got some of it out of the way at the beginning, but congratulations on your new show on the C-Dub. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. And in the meantime, if you're not wearing your mask, you should be inside. And if you're inside, watch Dynasty Season 3 on Netflix. Damn straight. Yeah, how many, how many writing credits did you get this, this year? I see what you did there. I did, I have my name on 10 of those over the three years, so. Well done. Watch yeah. them all. Yeah, keep getting them checks, buddy. Yes, the working black writer. All right, and with that, we are we will we shall leave you. Normally, we would say go see like a movie or something. Beat up in an alley or something. What's that? A little chop, chop, chopped and screwed, Eduardo. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm chopping and screwing. Thank you for bearing with us on this very technically challenged episode of the Cinema Draft Podcast. Thanks for watching. Thanks for playing. Quarantine with a movie or something, and we'll see you back here next week. Where can you find Cinema Draft? We are on Twitter, at Play Cinema Draft, Facebook, Cinema Draft, Instagram, at Play Cinema Draft, Medium, at Cinema Draft, that is our corporate blog. We're even on Pinterest, Cinema Draft. Also, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Music, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. And finally, 
please visit us at cinemadraft.co and sign up for an invite to the relaunch. We will always have games where you can sign up, play for free, and win real money. Cinema Draft is a registered mark of Cinema Draft LLC. Both the Cinema Draft game and the CD3D decentralized app token are for entertainment purposes only.